Welcome to the podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae, where two doctors talk all about down there topics that seem to be overlooked. Whether it be mindset, body image, self-love, or medical questions, we dive deep into all aspects of being female. Dr. Madeline is a chiropractor who is on a mission to inspire women to reconnect to their bodies and reclaim their power. Dr. Kaylee is a pelvic floor physical therapist, spreading the truth that your vagina is magical. And as a woman, you deserve to rid of all the shame, guilt, and fear, limiting you from stepping into your boss bitch self. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thank you so much for your support of our podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae. Please understand that all of the information, whether it be by Dr. Kaylee, Dr. Madeline, or our guest, is all solely based on personal and professional opinion. Nothing that we say or give information on should be utilized in place of any medical advice that has been given to you. If you are experiencing any medical symptoms, signs of issue or dysfunction, please make sure that you follow up with your physician and make sure you are following all of the plans of care. We are not saying that we have a physician-patient relationship with any of our listeners, so therefore we do not have any liability with what you do with the information that you gain from this podcast. Thank you so much again for listening, and we're super excited that you were just so chill, and you're ready to learn, and you're ready to listen to the way that we feel about what's going on in women's healthcare. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee and Fulvas with me, host, Dr. Kaylee Zimmerman. I am a pelvic floor physical therapist, women's health specialist, really working in the pregnancy and postpartum realm of women's health care. And I'm super excited for you to be here. I actually do have coffee today. So for coffee and vulvas, I legit have coffee. I have my oatmeal with some blackberries in it. So I'm super excited to bring you some incredible information. So you all know that this is really more tailored around things that I hear out in the world about pelvic health care, things that I'm going through, things that I struggle with, and bringing you all of the best information that I absolutely can in order for you to have other options from a healthcare provider. So last week, Dr. Madeline and I talked about sleep, and you guys got a lot of good information there. This week on Coffee and Vulvas, I am going to continue to talk about sleep issues, but mainly tailored around insomnia specifically. And I wanted to do that because I think that it's really important for me to share my story about insomnia, mainly because I didn't realize until I started to struggle with it, how many people deal with insomnia. So first and foremost, what is the definition of insomnia? The definition of insomnia is habitual sleeplessness and the inability to sleep. And I like to go into that a little deeper because to me, sleeplessness can mean a lot of things. The inability to sleep is that inability to fall asleep, is that inability to stay asleep. And quite honestly, I think it could be either because what they've done is they've kind of combined, combined the word insomnia into like one generalized term so that it is inclusive of people who are unable to fall asleep, but also people that can't stay asleep. And I've actually had both forms of insomnia. Mostly this year in 2020 is when I've dealt with it, the, like the most severe cases of it. And I think that it's really important to really determine the things that you can do to figure out what are your triggers, what exactly is the reasoning behind why you're struggling, sleeping, falling asleep, or even staying asleep. And then really going into what are the things that I can try that can help so a lot of the information that I'm going to give you today is information based on my own personal experience, 
But again, remember our disclaimer, we're not giving medical advice on any of our podcasts, but these are the things that I have tried, things that worked, things that didn't work, things that I have found now that are helping me sleep a little bit better. So we're sitting here, it's December, and we're sitting here in December, and I've been struggling with insomnia for over a year now. And it started last year, I want to say it was around November of 2019. Yes, that's the right year. I don't even know what year we're in. And I just started to have a lot of trouble falling asleep. And then when I would fall asleep, I would wake up a couple hours later. And then I would just have a lot of trouble falling back asleep. And when it first started, it would be, I'd fall asleep, I'd sleep a couple hours, then I would wake up and then I would be up a couple hours, but then I would fall back asleep. And then it progressed. And at the beginning of 2020, it got pretty bad to where I wouldn't fall asleep immediately. I would fall asleep like three or four hours after laying down in bed. I would only sleep like 30 minutes to an hour and then I was up and I couldn't sleep anymore. And as you can imagine, as busy as like my schedule is, as busy as anyone's schedule is, quite honestly, when you're dealing with sleeplessness, you start to get really anxious about it because sleeplessness can actually increase your symptoms of anxiety and depression. And I started to experience a lot of that. I started to experience the fear every day that I would get out of bed. I would wake up, I'd go throughout my day, I'd treat my clients or I would do my things. And then when it got close to bedtime, I would have so much anxiety about trying to lay down to sleep because it was just this constant fear of, am I gonna fall asleep? Am I going to stay asleep? Am I going to be able to get through this? How tired am I going to be tomorrow? Am I safe to go into the clinic and treat? And any of you that are clients or past clients out there, you know that sometimes this year I have actually had to call and reschedule clients because I haven't gotten any sleep. And it has been really, really hard. Um, and I understand, I don't like talking about these things because I understand there are so many heavy things in the world. I understand that there are so many things that could be way worse. Insomnia is something that can contribute to such issues long-term though. You can have memory deficits that are caused by not sleeping well. You can have heart disease, you can have bone disease, you can have lung disease, like all of these things can happen because of not sleeping and being in the medical field. I was constantly reminding myself of that. Like you have to sleep, you have to sleep, you have to go to sleep, you have to do this. And I mean like, I was just really stressed out. I could not go to sleep at night. It, it was just something that really scared me. So several hours up to the point of trying to fall asleep, I would just freak out. I mean like full on panic attacks. And it was just really stressful. And it was starting to really have a strain in my relationship with my husband. It was having a strain in my business. I wasn't able to do as much as I usually would. I wasn't able to call and do my marketing events this year like I typically do, even though it was 2020, you couldn't do them in person. Last year, I would have been hopping on a Zoom all day, every day with everyone. And I would have been really doing outreach and I would have been really excited about all of these things, but I was really struggling, guys. And it was just really hard because when I went to the doctors, they all tried to just give me medications. And um, I'm not against medication by any means. I've actually had to take it a couple times this year just to get some rest. But medication actually didn't work. I've tried many of the sleep medications that are out there. I would take them. It would actually make me more anxious and more depressed throughout the day. I wouldn't sleep any better. I was more restless. And so I had to really go on this journey of figuring out what helps me sleep? What is it that I can try? 
And when I say I tried everything, I think I've tried everything. I've tried essential oils. I've tried CBD. I've tried medical marijuana. I've tried the medications. I've tried chiropractic. I've tried physical therapy. I've tried acupuncture. I've tried herbal medicine. I've tried essential oils. Um, I could go on and on. Oh, specifically foods. I've tried different diets. I've tried different things to drink at night. I've tried melatonin, valerian root. Um, I, I, it's just, it's all the things. And so, and, and that's not me saying like, don't recommend anything. Obviously, if you have something that's not in a realm that I would have found myself, please let me know what it is. But it's just been interesting to see like all of the things that I've tried that got me to where I am right now. So let's fast forward a little bit because I went through all those things. I tried all that stuff. But today I don't put pressure on myself at all about sleep. And what I mean by that is I wake up in the morning, whatever time it is that I have to get up. And on the weekends, I just wake up when I feel like getting out of bed, whether I slept or not. Like when I wake up, I'm just up. What I've realized is going throughout my day, reminding myself that if you don't sleep, you've made it through the day before. You, you can do this. You've made it through before. You're going to be okay. It has been a lot of self-growing, a lot of self-love, and a lot of acceptance of the situation that has really gotten me to where I don't feel anxious about it anymore. And right now, my sleep schedule, I'm sleeping about four hours at a time, which is way better than all year. And I fall asleep much easier. So I fall asleep and I'll stay asleep for about four hours. Then I'll usually wake up for a couple hours, but then I'll fall back asleep. And so that's like, I'm comfortable with that because I'm getting at least six hours of sleep at night. And that, by the way, I know is not the recommended, but let's face it in healthcare, the recommended does not work for everyone. And right now, five to six hours for me is magical. So it's something that I've just had to learn to accept. And I also stopped trying to find the answer. And I think this is really hard in the medical field because I get clients all the time and we'll come in, we'll have a conversation. And it's just what's causing this? What's causing this? Why am I having this? What can I do about it? And I've been down that road all year. Um, why am I experiencing the sleeplessness? Why can I not get rid of my insomnia? Why doesn't anything work? What's causing it? And we become obsessed with figuring out the cause and we chase the cause when actually that's really causing us to be more hypersensitive to everything going on. So my sympathetic system, not only am I running on very little sleep, my immunity has decreased, of course, and um, let's not like even forget to talk about the fact that there's a pandemic, so that increased anxiety. And then you take out the human connection because we were all isolated. There's a lot of quarantining going on. I wasn't able to go to work for several weeks this year. And I think like all of these things have compounded into me, again, just figuring out and recognizing that I don't need to chase it for some reason. And I've just, I, I woke up one day and I'll never forget this day because it was incredibly empowering to me. I just woke up one day and I was just like, you know what? I have insomnia. I'm an insomniac. I don't sleep well. I'm really struggling with sleep. It's been going on for a very long time. So I actually have chronic insomnia. I've tried so many things. None of those things have actually worked at this point. So I'm just going to accept it and embrace it and recognize like, wow, like I have insomnia. I don't know what the reason is, but this is why I'm here. I need to learn to embrace this and move on and do the best that I can throughout my day. And I've noticed something beautiful about it. The thing that I've noticed beautiful about it is I've been able to curate my schedule much better. I am sticking to every single one of my boundaries that I've set. For instance, I am not seeing clients on days that I've chosen not to see clients on. I know that those are rest days. I'm not working more than six hours a day because I know my brain will make a mistake. I am not staying out late. I am not drinking a lot or excessively at all because that does affect the sleep cycle negatively. 
And so like going through all of those things and recognizing that and just saying, you know, it's okay. I'm dealing with this. It probably won't be forever. And if it is, then my body will adapt because my body is incredible. So I've just been making sure that I've been eating really well and I've been drinking tons of water, drinking tons of nutrients, minerals, all the things, and just really taking care of myself. And I've just noticed a huge improvement with that. So I want to share with you a little bit about what my nighttime routine is. Um, all the things that I have tried that have really given me the successful ability to feel this way, to feel like I can embrace it, knowing I'm doing everything that I absolutely can. One of which is I'm drinking tons of water. And what I mean by that is I wake up in the morning. Anybody that knows me or has worked with me about bladder health, do not chug water at any point in the day. <laughs> I drink water small, like bouts of it throughout the day, all day long. And I'm right now drinking about, I don't know, 120 ounces or so, but that's only because I'm very active. So whatever works for you works for you. So I'm drinking tons of water. I do not drink anything that has caffeine in it past 10 a.m. if I'm even up at 10 a.m. But I don't drink any coffee. I don't drink any caffeinated tea. I drink no sodas. I drink nothing past 10 a.m. That's been really helpful for me because it also helps to decrease my anxiety. I have started supplementing with um, magnesium. Magnesium has been really helpful for me uh, with bowel movements, with all kinds of things, with pain, like all the things. And so I've been taking that. Um, ashwagandha is another supplement that I've started to take that just helps me maintain my stress levels throughout the day. And that has been incredibly helpful as well. And then when it comes to closer to nighttime, what I mean by closer to nighttime is I start around like five to six considering my nighttime routine. And it's not something that I'm obsessed with, but what I think about is what am I going to have for dinner and when am I going to be able to eat? Because I want to make sure that I eat an early dinner. If I eat late, I won't be able to sleep well. And I know that because it's just a trigger. So I usually eat dinner around 5.30 or 6 at the latest. My dinner is full of really good carbs. My favorite dinner to have is like salmon, some quinoa, and some sweet potatoes. That really just helps me fill my body up with some really good, like healthy carbs. Really helps me sleep well. And then if I'm going to have alcohol, let's say I'm going out to dinner with a friend, I will make sure to choose a dinner that has really good nutrients in it, but then I will also make sure I'm drinking at least three hours before I try to go to bed. Because the alcohol, people think that it's a depressant, but it's really a stimulant. So what that means is it decreases our ability to reach the deep sleep cycle. And I don't care about light sleep right now, I just need at least three to four hours of deep sleep, like that's it. And so it really does hinder our ability to reach that REM sleep cycle. So we don't want that at all. And then what I want to do there is after I choose like my dinner and I make sure that I'm not drinking, blah, 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 I am either going to go on a very light walk with my dog or I'm going to take a nice warm bath. And I take a bath and I turn all the lights out. So I have blue light filtered glasses that I keep on for three hours before bedtime. And usually I'll put them on when I'm leaving the clinic and then I'll drive home with them because they're prescription for me. And so I have them on and then I'll drive home. And then when I get home, I keep them on, but I don't, I don't look at screens anyways. And we'll talk about that in a second, but I go to bed and I have, you know, a, a Kindle or I have a book that I'm reading and I'll light candles in the bathroom. I'll take a bath and I will read whatever it is that I'm reading. And then from there, brush my teeth, do my face, like all the things that you have to do before you go to bed. And then what I do is I just make sure that I meditate. I meditate and I consider all of that. Um, I was trying to think of where my point was going earlier. I said I was going to touch on it. And now it completely slipped my mind on what I was going to talk about. Um, there's so many things that we can talk about, though. So like everything is like all over the place because sleep, again, it's become something 
some sort of somebody told me the other day, like you should be an expert on sleep at this point. And quite honestly, it's a possibility that I am. Oh yeah, electronics. So, and then I, um, after I read, after I get out of the bath, do my face, brush my teeth, brush my hair, all the things, I will turn off all electronics that I will be like walking through, if that makes sense. So we have like dim lights in our house. And so I turn on all the dim lights at nighttime so that I'm not seeing bright lights. And I don't look at a computer. I don't watch TV um, right before bed. I My phone is actually in the dining room. It's not even in my bedroom. So when I go to bed, I have no electronics beside me that's going to affect my sleep cycle. And then meditate. I pet my dog as I fall asleep. Typically, I fall asleep within an hour, or an hour and a half. Um, right now, again, I'm staying asleep with anywhere between like two to four hours. And then I'll wake up. When I wake up, that's the important part. If I wake up, sometimes I have to go to the bathroom, mainly because of the anxiety factor in the cycle. I'm working through that in a sense of the same thing that I do with my clients that are bladder training. I don't let myself like allow the bladder to control me, but I do get up. If I'm awake for more than 15 to 20 minutes while I wake up in the middle of the night, I get out of bed and I go into the living room or I go into the um, day bedroom and I'll go lay somewhere else and I'll either read again or I'll just lay there and meditate. And one thing that's really helped me is I will recite out loud all of the things that I'm super grateful for. Typically I will fall asleep within minutes if I get to myself where I'm not like anxious and feeling overwhelmed and then I'm reciting all the things that I'm grateful for. And those are the things that I've been able to do. Now, people ask me, well, what if you go out with friends or what if you go out for a party? I go out knowing to monitor my food, to monitor my drinking, and I just know that I may not sleep as well that night and that that is okay. I give myself grace on that and I give myself the understanding of recognizing, like, again, I have insomnia. I don't, I don't, I know I don't sleep, but I don't want that to limit my ability to hang out with friends. And so I will still go for dinner with friends or I will still go to someone's house or I will still go to like the beach and things like that and occasionally have a drink or two. And if I do, just knowing that I may have a little harder time sleeping tonight and that's okay. What I've learned again is just trying not to obsess over the sleeplessness, to not obsess over the insomnia, because if you, you are not your diagnosis. And I say this to clients all the time, I am not, I am not an insomniac and that's not the only thing that I have. Like I, I do have an insomnia and I struggle with it, but that doesn't mean that that's my only identity. So I allow myself to be who I am all day, every day. And I love it and I embrace it. And I just have such a positive attitude about it now. And I've been able to really incorporate sleep training with my clients. And it's been really cool to like see the sleep journals and educate people on what I've learned. Um, so yeah, so that's my story. And I hope that someone out there listening, just you give yourself some grace and I'm not saying again, like completely just embrace it, but let yourself rid of the anxiety and the stress around the sleeplessness. Let yourself remind yourself of all the things that you're grateful for and remind yourself of this is life. Sometimes we deal with these things. So I love you all. I hope that that helps someone. If you have any other recommendations, as always, reach out and let me know. I would love to hear what you have heard or seen or done yourself that has helped you sleep. Happy sleeping and have a great day.